Welcome to Drinking Bros Sports, brought to you by KillCliffCBD.com. Sit back, relax, and grab a fucking drink. Go to DrinkingBrosTickets.com for all your ticketing needs. Want to sit with Dan and I at your favorite events? Go to DrinkingBrosTickets.com today. Yeah! Yes! Here we are. Here we go. Uh, Deep River Brewing Company. Uh, super excited. This is the third episode of Drinking Bro Sports. Yeah, man, number Tailgate. three. Tailgate legend show. I'm pumped to be here. Chef Puhak. Super pumped. I know you're pumped to be here. And I can tell yeah. you guys, this is the show where we tailgate with legends. Today we're tailgating with... What's the, what's the game we're tailgating for? It's, uh, I'm pretty uh, caught up in the legend right now. You know what? I don't even me, care about the game. Yeah. It's uh, Kansas City and New Orleans, but today yeah, we are with James the Bone Crusher Smith. The one yeah. and only. Everybody's clapping. <laughs> yeah, for those of you who don't know, uh, that makes you stupid. I'm kidding. You're not stupid. That yeah, was mean. No, you are. Uh, but uh, James Bone Crusher Smith, uh, heavyweight champion of the world, first man to go the full distance with Mike Tyson, also the first champion with a college degree. Shaw University in Shaw Raleigh in North University. Carolina. University. Raleigh represent. Raleigh, where are you at? Where are you at? That's amazing, Raleigh, sir. man. We're excited to be here with you, man. Wow. I'm excited, too. A, a real legend in our midst, Joe. Yeah. A real legend. Here. I mean, I get pretty... Uh, football's cool, but I mean, I really like fighting. I know. I'm excited about this Kansas City-Norleans game, but I'm more excited to be sitting here with Bone Crusher. Uh, this is going to be a crushing show. Uh, Joe, what are you cooking today for this tailgate? Let's get that out of the way so we can get talking. So every time that we get down with a legend, uh, we've got some food highlights. And uh, I've got some titles, some, some food here, and I, I would like to let Bone Crusher know that a item on the menu is named after him. Um, we have the uh, Bone Crusher Beef Bangers. Oh, yeah. Because you're a hell of a banger yourself. And, uh, the, and it's going to be served with smoked lemon garlic aioli. So basically, cheese-stuffed um, meatballs and with a really good aioli. So, and named after the legend himself. In addition to that, we are going to do some Cajun food because we're also doing the Cajun cuisine yeah, from New Orleans. that region. New Orleans, New Orleans yeah. yeah. Nala. Nala. So uh, that dish is going to be some Cajun crab dip um, with the basic Cajun flavors and good lump crab meat because Noel, our producer, is really bougie when it comes to crab. So I got to get the good shit for him. Yes, sir. Thank uh, you, Joe. This is going to be a, a good You're show. Welcome. I can smell the food cooking. I'm really excited. I'm going to jump right into it, Bone Crusher. Listen, uh, your strategy for this podcast tonight, are you coming out swinging hard? Or are you playing defense? What do you want to do tonight? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be as nice and as good as I possibly possibly can be. <laughs> yeah, but it sounds like you're ready for otherwise, right? Well, I mean, you know. Are you still following <laughs> boxing? You st- do you still watch boxing? Every now and then. Every now and then. Uh, what, what is your favorite part of the match? Do you like the lightweights, the middleweights? Are you, still, are you a big fan of the heavyweights? I'm a heavyweight. I follow the heavyweights. Yeah. And I watched Mike Tyson. A couple weeks ago. How did you? What did you yeah, feel about you that? Feel how did you feel about that? that? I thought he looked real good for an old man. 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 <laughs> hey, Mike. I think he just called you old. <laughs> oh man. Uh, what do you think? What do, what do you think about boxing today? With with all the celebrities getting involved, do you think it's good for the sport? Do you like it? Or you? you well, like you know the going? kind of money uh, those guys are making. I just wish I was about twenty years younger. <laughs> I hear that. I'd be making a comeback. 
<laughs> yeah, you'd be ready, right? And I think some of these guys I could take today in my walk-on. Oh, no. What, what, what do you think about the money that, uh, that uh, Mayweather and uh, McGregor made? And that was crazy. That's crazy money. I know why they call him money. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? He is a great boxer. Um, and, and you were talking earlier. I mean, he was raised a boxer he, he, from, from birth. Almost. Well, you know, his father fought Sugar Ray Leonard and uh, went the distance with Ray Leonard. And he's, he's uh, probably pound for pound. Ray Leonard probably uh, the best uh, fighter of all time. But uh, anyway, uh, he learned as a child, as a kid, uh, how to fight. He just watching his dad fight and train. And uh, he learned uh, as a very young age. And, uh, yeah, he, he knows how to do it. What do you think, when, when you hear the little guys when they get out there, because Floyd, Floyd Mayweather, he's a, he's, a, he's a little guy, right? Obviously not a heavyweight. Um, when you hear them talking, what, what, back in your heyday, did you laugh at those kind of things when you're like, man, come on, you guys are the little I, guys? I didn't laugh at people. I don't, I don't think we should laugh at people because sure. everybody is good and special and the champion is their own, on their own right. Their own right. Well, yeah. a very humble man, and we're excited to have you here today. Uh, Joe, what do you got going on over there? on this oh, uh, fine tailgating afternoon. I'm, I'm just getting started right now, but um, Deep River Brewing, good stuff. You guys are here, you already know that. They, uh, they gave me some uh, 4042 chocolate stout, and I've reduced that down about by half, and I put some uh, Uncle Yammy's in there, which is a North Carolina deliciousness, if you guys ever want to try it. I'm going to reduce that down some more, and I'm going to serve them with the bangers. That's going to be the bonus sauce. Originally, I said lemon garlic aioli, but we're going to do something uh, to pay homage to... Um, Deep River because Deep River was nice enough to host us and their stuff is pretty damn delicious. I love it. I love it. Uh, Bone we'll Crusher, get started on the other stuff a little bit. Uh, what do you got going on these days? What, what are you into these days? Well, you know, uh, I uh, uh, a few years ago in 2004, I started Champion for Kids. Uh, it's a national mentoring program mm -hmm. and we visit uh, uh, schools and and community centers, and we uh, talk to kids and encourage them uh, to make good decisions. You know, I'm an author too. I wrote a book called Mad, Make a Decision. I like that. And then uh, in 2016, I started the uh, Boxing Legends Hall of Fame. And recently we uh, kicked in the, a mobile museum project. We're raising money, like I said, to get an RV and, uh, and uh, we're going to wrap it, and we're going to travel all over North Carolina, all over South Carolina, and we're going we're gonna to encourage kids to make good decisions. And, uh, and then if we locate a kid that we watch him work out, we think he has some potential, uh, we'll try to encourage him, and we'll try to work with him, and, uh, and we'll try to match him up with the right promoter and see what he can do. Let him, we're going to give kid, people a chance to be all they can be. And, and make a decision in that book. How did you come up with that title, Make a Decision? Well, you know, I started praying. I, you know, I, 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 I started praying. And I, I, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to share with you how I came up with the idea of the word mad, make a decision, because... You know, I wanted to write a book, and I didn't know anything about writing a book. And I started praying. I, I asked God to give me direction. He said, now everybody you meet, get mad. 
That's true. Everybody get mad. And what they do after they get mad is a decision. They can, they can do the right thing, but most people don't even think about it, and they do the wrong thing. People get shot, they get killed, they get cut. I mean, different things that they do. And, and it's all about making the decision. And I said, and I started talking to God, and I said, God, I don't know anything about writing a book. And he's laid in my spirit. <laughs> so some of them are back there. Uh, it, it, I'm getting mad. No, don't get mad. <laughs> <laughs> so when you were younger, what was the decision that you were faced with when you were at a young age and... And you would, were faced with a decision. Would you, and you know the answer already, but would, ladies and gentlemen, would you like to know how I became heavyweight champion of the world? I want to hear it. Yes, yes sir. Would you like, do uh, you got a moment? Yes. Got it a might few. take more than a moment, but it won't take too long, but it's, it's very interesting. But when I was about six years old, I was a little crybaby. Can you believe Bone Crusher was ever little or a crybaby? End up fighting 10 world champions. And I fought three of them twice. Larry Holmes twice, Mike Weaver twice, and Tim Witherspoon twice. But when I was about six years old, how old are you, young lady? Well, I was smaller than you. I was six. I had convinced myself I was not going to school. But nobody told my mom and daddy, so they had me dropped off my first grade teacher's class with my older brother and older sister. And I was kicking and screaming. And I was telling my teacher, I don't like you. I don't want to be here. And I'm going home to my mom and daddy. So I started running from her. And if I'd have known that later in my life, I was going to have to have three knee replacements, one on the left and two on the right. You stopped running. Broken bone in the back, brain surgery, and arthritis. I'd have walked some of them times I ran. <laughs> And once my teacher caught me, she started whipping me with a fan belt. Y'all know what a fan belt is? It makes a car run. Oh, my gosh. It man. made me run, too. <laughs> I, I kind of feel like uh, she might have been I able to take I got mad Tyson. with my teacher. I got mad with my teacher, and the word mad started formulating in my brain. She sent a note by me to my mama, and the rule was, if I got a whooping at school, I was going to get at least one more when I got home. Odell, my mama said, go get me a switch. And I was smart even back then. I got the smallest switch I could find. <laughs> mama broke that switch. She looked at me and said, I said, go get me a switch. So I had to go back in the woods and get a bigger switch. Now I turned around, Odell, and she would hit me with that switch. She was pronouncing words. Didn't I tell you if you got a whooping at school, I was going to whoop you too. I got mad with my mama. Daddy came home. Daddy whooped with his belt. And I got mad with daddy. So at age six, I made two decisions. One, I was going to school. And two, if I ever got grown, I was going to whoop some people. <laughs> I wanted other people to understand and feel the feelings that I had when I was a child. I boxed professionally for 18 years. I whooped a lot of people. 
and every now and then I would get whipped. But the maddest I've ever been was December 1986. I was suing the great promoter Don King. All of you have heard of Don King. He had promised me a world title fight, and he didn't give it. So I started, I got, I got another promoter. And he started suing me for breach of contract. So he called me, he gave me a fight with Jesse Ferguson in Bermuda. I beat Jesse Ferguson. He gave me a fight with David Bay in Fayetteville, North Carolina. I beat David Bay. And I was supposed to fight a guy named, by the name of Mitch Blood Green in Fayetteville, North Carolina. And the phone rang. December 1986, the phone rang. Bone crusher. This is Donald King. And I pretend I didn't hear him. I said, who? You want to hear it again? He said, this is Don King. I said, hey, Don, how you doing, brother? He said, Bone, I want to settle this lawsuit with you. I'm going to give you that world title fight, and I'm going to give you some money, too. I said, well, Don, that's awesome. I said, Don, who is the fight with? When is it? And where is it going to be? He said, well, I got some bad news, Bone. I said, what's that, Don? He said, the fight is going to be against a guy that beat you last year, Tim Witherspoon. And my mind immediately went back decades, and I remember those whoopings I got from my teacher, my mama, my daddy, and the year before, Tim Witherspoon in Las Vegas, he beat me all across the ring from pillar to post. I said, Don, when is this fight, and where is it going to be? He said, Bone, the fight is going to be on HBO television. You got a chance to show the world who you are, Bone on HBO. I said, Don, when is this fight and where is it going to be? He said, Bone, the fight is going to be at Master Square Garden, New York, and it's going to be next week. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh. I said, Don, <coughs> I said, Don, you mean to tell me you're going to give me a seven-day notice to fight a guy? And the last time I had plenty of time to train, get ready, and he beat me all across the ring from pillar to post. He said, yeah, take it or leave it. I said, well, Don, can you give me a minute to think about it? <laughs> yeah. How I long said, was that minute? I said, well, Don, <clears throat> I probably not supposed to take this fight on the seven-day notice because the last time I fought with this one, I had plenty of time to train and get ready, and he beat me all across the ring. I said, but I think I'm going to take it because I was old when I started boxing, 28 years old when I had my first pro fight. And see, sometimes, ladies and gentlemen, sometimes you got to believe that you're in the right place at the right time. And God is going to bless you today. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So I took that fight on the seven-day notice because seven is God's perfect number. He created a world in six days, but on the seventh day, he rested. I said, you know what? Come here, sir. Come here. Oh, no. I says, uh, if I hit with a spoon right, I can put him to sleep. Stand right out here. I'm going to show you something. We're going to stand right over here. Over here. <laughs> Jump. Gotta get rocked. You got to jump over the ropes like you're getting in the ring, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right here. Duck those ropes. Step into the ring. Step into the jaws of death. I'm going to do an illustration. What's your name, sir? Joel. Joel, I met you earlier. Joel, stand right in front of me. How don't you face me? You're a brave man. Joel. Ah. <laughs> Joel, what I focus on, Joel, 
and you heard me tell the story earlier, is that left ear joke. And my goal was to take that left ear and drive it into the right ear with this right hand. And I knew if it didn't get all the way over there, he'd be like Elvis Presley. He would be all shook up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. And you just got and, punched and, in the and, hand. And, and then <laughs> I became the first guy to take Mike Tyson 12 rounds. When Mike was 21, a fighter and not a biter. <laughs> not a biter. Uh, now, 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 I became, because I had gone to college at Shaw University in Raleigh, North Carolina, I became the first college graduate to become heavyweight champion of the world, the first heavyweight to win the title at Madison Square Garden, there's, a, there's another one or two first, and I forget what they are, but uh, uh, first guy to take Mike Tyson for. But anyway, sir. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, sir, you got a question. Oh, yeah, well, one, like, so you started, you started boxing at 28. 28. Before that, what did you do? I grew up on a farm. I'm from, <clears throat> I'm from a small town in Duplin County, North Carolina, Magnolia, Duplin County, and they got a big wine country down, company down there called Duplin Winery. Oh, yeah. And, I, oh, and yeah. you guys probably heard of it. Yes, sir. But I'm getting hoarse. <clears throat> Grab some water. Hey, Buddha. We got some you water. You got some water. I guess. So, so you worked on a farm. Uh, and then you joined the military, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but I, on that farm, I used to <clears throat> lift hay bales and cotton and fertilizer and got some strong muscles. <laughs> You hate. Well, they, Thank you. Nothing stronger than country strong. Thank you. But uh, so you worked on the farm, and then you left the farm. Uh, and was it the army? Did you join the army? I joined the army. Did you box in the army at all? I boxed in the army. Uh, right, where were you at in the army? Fort Bragg, or? I was stationed. At, at Fort Jackson, South Carolina. Okay. Uh, Fort Riley, Kansas, and Wurzburg, Germany. I love it. Nice. Germany's a beautiful place. Yes, it is. You a wine guy at all? You like to drink wine at all? Yeah. Germany's got Germany's got some crazy wines. Yeah. That's me where being I was a, born. Me being a big you know wine that? guy. You were born in Germany. Yeah, I was born in Munich. Puhak's not a German name though. No, 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 no. But Chef is. <laughs> chef is a, a German name, right? German for chef. Uh, my dad was in the Air Force. That's, was it really? Yeah, that's what. Uh, that's what's wrong with you. Yeah, yeah, that's what's wrong with you. There we go. There it is, uh, Joe. What's uh, what's the dish going on over there? What's the, what's the so cooking going right on? Right now, what I'm doing is I'm making a roux. Um, the roux is the basis for a lot of French cooking. Uh, it's a thickener, and um, basically what it is is equal parts flour, equal parts fat. In this case, what I'm doing is rendering down some bacon with some butter. And the reason that I'm doing the, uh, the bacon is because when Creole or Cajun cuisine um, cook, they, they tend to use animal fats when they make their roux. Um, so on camera right now, if you're watching this podcast, if you're not, I've got a pot off to the side. It's a deep skillet or a French pan, and I'm making the roux, and I'm getting ready to add in some of Deep River's Cottontown Lager. It's quite delicious. It's one of my favorites. I'm going to thicken it up with some, uh, some crab uh, juices from is the pasteurized canned crab. Possibly, sir. I got Maybe five I more. Try right? that. I, here, 
I haven't used this one. No, give me a cup. You give me a cup. You need a cup. All right, all right. Can we get a Cottontown Lager on draft? Can we get a Cottontown Lager on draft for the champ? So I'm going to start working on thickening this, Eric. You going to work on that? I'm going to ask the champ a couple more questions. Uh, Mr. Bone Crusher, when you were fighting Weatherspoon in that first round, did you think it was going to go that way? Did you think you were going to knock him out that first round? You think you were... I was mad. You were mad. And your decision was to knock him out in the first round. My decision was to take him out early before somebody got hurt. And I wanted to make sure that somebody wasn't me. Was that, when you, when you took those shots, was it a body shot that, that shook him up? Or, or was, it, was it a left? Was it a right? Do you remember? You, my, I took the left ear right. and I drove it into the right ear. <laughs> and that was all she wrote. That was all she wrote. When, you, when, you, when you're in the ring and you fought a lot of people, and I, and I assume you've knocked a lot of people out, actually, you've knocked um, 32 people out. Cold. Good gracious. On, uh, on record, right? On record. 32 record. people on record. When you, when you make that solid contact, is it like when you hit a home run where you can feel it in the bat? Do you feel that in your face? Like you know when that swing happens that that dude's going down? Or no? Huh? You want to see? No. No, the last thing I want to do tonight is get rocked. <laughs> I like my left ear where it belongs. Don't need it pushed into my right ear at all. But do you know, do you feel it in your, do you feel it? Like when you, you know that, that that's a knockout punch? Ribs. Yeah, ribs? Is that your go-to? Under the heart. Yeah. Right under the heart. The temple? Uh, I don't want to get hit. One, one, I think that your fist is the exact go, same size as my head. Um, what's, uh, what, you know, what, what fight are you watching these days? You got anything that you, you, you did you watch, you know, you watch the... Um, Mike Tyson fight. Yes, and, and I guess that has sprung some more celebrity-style matchups. Are you into that at all, or do you think that's just fun and games? Do you think it's good because of COVID? What's your, what's your take on all the um, new celebrities that are trying to get in the ring? Well, there are some things that young people do well, mm-hmm. and there are some things that old people do well. And one of the things that old people do well is to sit down. <laughs> and rest and go to sleep. <laughs> Leave boxing to young people. We all were young at some point. And we, we were all young at some point. So I would say, even though they're they, they doing great things, I would say we had our time. And life is about seasons of life. Sure. Uh, and we go through different seasons of our life. And there are certain things we should do in those seasons. And when I was in, and when the season passed, then we should celebrate the season that we're in. Sure. Uh, another question for you, uh, Mr. Bone Crusher. You know, when you're younger, right, you you have that warrior mindset, right? You're going into the ring, you're going to to take people's heads off. Um, when you when you and you box for what, 18 years professionally. 18 years. 18 years professionally. Was it hard to turn that off? That that monster mindset, that that warrior mindset, that when you know what I mean. Was it hard to turn that off? Have you ever heard of Father Time? <laughs> I have. And Mother Nature. Yes, sir. So well, you can't fool Father Time or Mother Nature. Champ, I got a question for yes, you, sir. sir. So uh, I, I did a lot of research on this because I'm a boxing fan. And I'm a fan of you. And something that sets you apart from a lot of these. Uh, monsters that you went up against is you did not party you did not get down like they did you focused on the game how did how did you do that and and what was your philosophy on doing such a thing because i saw one interview where you said that you you wanted to stay sharp and i really appreciate that 
Well, I knew I was old. I was old, and I knew I didn't have a lot of time to waste. And I didn't go out and I didn't drink or party. Uh, and you know, I and I still go to bed early. Normally, if I was at home. I'd be in the bed now. <laughs> well, we appreciate you you going the distance with us tonight. And we then, appreciate it. But about six o'clock, about six o'clock in the morning, still, I'd be up. I'd be up, moving around and fixing my fiance breakfast. And uh, you do a lot I mean, of cooking. Do you do a lot of cooking? I you, do some cooking. You do some cooking. I normally cook breakfast because I get up early and. Uh, What's I your, want to spoil my baby. Say hello, Doreen. <laughs> hey. What's your What's your favorite? What's a breakfast look like for the champ these days? Bacon and eggs and toast and orange juice and coffee. <laughs> Can't beat that. Can't beat that. What's your uh, favorite? And now you got my attention. We're talking yeah. about food, right? Talking about cooking. That's right. Uh, yeah, what, okay. what What's your favorite cuisine? What type of food do you get down with? Well, I love salad. I love salmon. I had some salmon too okay. this morning. Okay. Okay. And uh, yeah, I love seafood. Yeah, we're gonna have some seafood tonight. Yeah. Well, I might have to join you then. That's right. Mm-hmm. I forgot my EpiPen though, Eric. Okay. So uh, Chef Puhak is actually allergic to seafood, um, but he eats it anyway uh, for the for the sake so, of the show. So what I, I always tell my wife, you know, I'm like, look, if I'm like, let's go out to a seafood buffet. She needs to get me committed because it's going to be my glorious way of going out. Uh, so uh, Buddha's job, uh, Buddha's our uh, producer, our production manager. Noel's our producer, but uh, Buddha's always got the EpiPen on hand, so we're not we're not ever worried about it. Um, we do have a couple of sponsors that pay for this delightful show. Uh, we're really excited about our sponsors. Our first one being Deep River Brewing Company, uh, making just a delicious beer. If you haven't been Absolutely down to Deep delicious. River Brewery, you've got to get down there. Uh, second on the list, uh, tonight we got Matthew Motors, the walking man's friend. Uh, it's a car dealership. They have three uh, They have three car dealerships here in North Carolina, Wilmington, uh, Clayton being uh, the second, and I think the other one's in Goldsboro. But anyway, their sponsorship for the night, um, they, they, wanted, they wanted to pass that on to you, sir. They wanted you... To have a check, uh, they wanted to, they wanted you to have a check uh, for the championforkids.org, um, for, you know whatever it goes to if it, to help you out with the the the, the, um, the mobile museum. But they wanted you to have this check, sir, for five hundred dollars. Five hundred dollars. That's right, guys. <laughs> and so we uh, we really appreciate Matthew Motors. Our third and final sponsor tonight is Instill Distilling Company. Uh, that is a distillery that is attached to Deep River Brewery on the other side, uh, makers of the finest rums in North America. And so those are those are who keep this show on the air. If you want to donate to Mr. Bone Crusher and all the exciting things that he has going on in this world, please visit championforkids.org. That's championsforkids.org. You can hit the donate button. It goes through PayPal, so make sure you guys hit that up. Uh, for right now, though, we're going to get into this tailgating. I know we've got a big game coming up, Kansas City versus New Orleans. Uh, that's going to be a tough game uh, for Kansas City, but I think Kansas City still takes the uh, cup. Do you watch football at all? Yeah. yeah are you going for Kansas I City? Or, Kansas City. I do, are they on I fire love, right I now? I that quarterback. They the, my, I mean, right? My homie. My homie. Oh, man. Uh, you know what, though? Obviously, he hates Vegas. He, he plays with the numbers. Uh, you think he's going to show up and blow him out tomorrow, or you think he's going to keep it tight? So you can't count those guys out because they can get – Way behind, yeah, and he can bring them back. He can, and, and he's done it several times. Like he doesn't even care. He's, he's he unfazed. And he, you know, he's nothing bothers him. 
You know, no. no matter what kind of situation they're in, he's always got a level head about it. Right? You, yeah. you, you never know which punch is going to be that knockout punch. You just got to right. keep That's, swinging. And, and he's got that. And he's got that mindset. Um, and you have that mindset. You've had a lot of fights that went the distance. Um, and you stood in the ring with a lot of guys for a very long time. What pushed you through when you got to that point? When you got to that breaking point, when yeah. you got to that point where you were so tired, what I know. so exhausted, what, what was the switch that turned it on to keep going those final rounds? Did I tell you all, did I tell you all what happened to me when I went to London, England? Would you like to hear it? I want to hear what happened in England. Well, Let's it kind of ties into what my friend here was asking me and what drove me through. Well, I was fighting a guy by the name of Frank Bruno uh, in London, and uh, he was undefeated. He, he had knocked out everybody he fought. He was 21-0 with 21 knockouts. And when I got to Heathrow Airport in 1984, there was probably 50 camera people there, news people, and I said, where is Frank Bruno? He wasn't there. I said, where is Frank Bruno? I'm going to knock him out. And one of them said, oh, James, how do you feel you're going to knock Frank out? Because he had knocked out everybody that has come over here, 21 and over, 21 knockouts. I said, you ever heard of a guy by the name of LL Cool J? <laughs> Mama said, knock you out. <laughs> And here comes the fight. And every, every day, I was over there for a couple of weeks, and uh, every night at news, they show him knocking somebody out. Boom, they fall down. Boom, they fall down. And I said, okay, you ever, you ever heard of Marv Albert and Ferdy Pacheco? They work with NBC. Okay. And we had to fight, and uh, we had, they probably were 10,000 people at the fight late at night. 12 midnight at night so they could show it live on NBC back in America. And Bruno wearing me out every round, wearing me out, wearing me out. And between the ninth and the tenth round, in my corner, I could hear Marv Albert say, well, James Boone Crusher Smith, gotta know that the only way he can win this fight is by knockout. And I took it to heart. I, I got mad. <laughs> And I knew Frank was coming to really take me out. So he did. I hit him with that left hook. He falled back in the ropes. And I kept throwing punches until he fell down. And I fell on top of him so he couldn't get up. <laughs> they counted him out. And the next fight, I'm in Las Vegas fighting Larry Holmes for the title. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and, and it's amazing that you can go nine rounds and then you know, you're down nine rounds. You're probably down in points at that point. You hear, you he so you can hear those people, what they're saying. You, in the corner, because I was you can hear pretty them. much in that corner, where yeah. they, they were. That's amazing that you can hear that. Did you hear everything, or is it just selectively that you heard things? I just, I can't hear everything, but I, I heard him say that. Yeah, and, and then it just, it flips that switch, and, and, and you know, I watched that fight um, this week. I watched the whole fight uh, this, this week on the interwebs, and I mean, really, in that 10th round, you unleashed just a massive barrage. Like, you could see that it turned on, that, that you were pissed, that you were angry, and that you were giving it to him. I mean, you teed off on that man. Yeah, and I think what happened to me is uh, God moved through my spirit, and and those type situations created a situation where I could be here tonight. Hadn't it been for that, 
yeah. and winning the title and fighting right. Mike Tyson, I probably would not right. be here tonight to tell that story. You know, part, of, so, part of your story so, is part so, of your witness. So, 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 this is a word for you all. What you do on a daily basis affects your outcome, but affects your life. The decision you make today affects where you're going to end up. And we want you to end up in heaven with the bone crusher. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, you know what? what's killing me? What's killing me, bone crushers? I want to hear about, I want, to, I want your rundown on the Tyson fight. While we're waiting for this delicious food so I can feed you some good memories, I want to hear about this Tyson fight. I mean, do you, do you, do you ever talk to Tyson? Do you ever, do you ever still talk to him? I mean, are you guys friends? I talked to Mike, I talk to Mike uh, uh, about five years ago. About five years ago, uh, they had some fights down in Fort Lauderdale at one of the casino down there. I think it's the Hard Rock Casino okay. in Fort Lauderdale. And all the living heavyweight champions was there except George Foreman, uh, I don't think, uh, Lennox Lewis, uh, 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 Buster Douglas. It was three of them that wasn't there, all the other living heavyweight champions. And Mike sitting next to me. He sit on one side of me. And Evander Holyfield sitting on the other side of me, and uh, he was very cordial. Because <laughs> I think he thought that I was going to hit him again. Because <laughs> you, 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 you shook him up in that, that last round. I yeah, knocked you knocked him, him down, you, man. I should have knocked him out. There, there was one interview that I saw where you said that you realized that you were the height difference. And had you countered that earlier, it might have been. I made... was 6'4", and he was 5'10". Right. Was there a mental? Were you were you mentally shooken for that fight, or do you think that you were mentally ready for that fight? Was there anything that uh, that had you worried about Mike Tyson? Had there been rumors, or or do you just kind of blow all that off? I, I mean, me thinking, I always think going into a fight, seeing some of these guys and their, I guess you could call it their scare tactics. Or well, their, you know, Mike, he he come to the ring with no shirt on, no socks on, and he's twitching his head. This guy is crazy. I said, I'm going to have to fight this guy. He's crazy. You know, you know, even though you got in the ring with him and, and you went this just crazy long distance with him, uh, one thing that I've noticed in all of your fights is at the end of the fight, you always smile. You were always That's smiling. Right. You, you were smiling during matter. the fights, too, and man. You know, Often. I would say a prayer. Y'all need to hear this. Before the fights, I would say a prayer. Ladies and gentlemen. What was that prayer? I said, God, I want you to bless me and bless my opponent and let my opponent fight just hard enough to lose. Just hard enough. <laughs> oh man. Amen. <laughs> do you do you catch up with a lot of do you catch up with a lot of boxers? Do you have any boxer friends that you guys still uh well, you know you still what hang we're out doing? With? You know what we're doing with this RV and this mobile museum? Yeah. We're going to bring the guys together. Yeah. We're going to bring the fans together. I think that's going to be And we're going to bring the fighters together. And we're going to travel all over North Carolina, all over South Carolina. And, all, and we, I think we're going to get a diesel. And we're going to might travel all over the east, east, all over the country. Yeah. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you all tonight have a chance to have your name in the Boxing Legends Hall of Fame. Now, some of you, probably most of you,
probably don't have a chance other than being with Bone Crusher in that RV. <laughs> you're not gonna knock anybody out. I don't think you're gonna knock anybody out. We got, I'll meet with a bunch of NFL guys uh, Saturday coming down to Myrtle Beach. And a lot of them got a bunch of money. They said, we wanna be part of your program. And they gonna dump, and I wanna say Mr. Dale Thomas, right here, stand up Dale, wave your head. What's going on Dale? What about Dale Thomas? Uh, uh, he lives in Raleigh, and uh, we're in business together. We also had a business called On Passive and Go Founders. And Dale has made tremendous contributions to his team. And uh, if you get a chance, say a couple words to Dale, he can share with you what we're doing. Doreen is my business partner as well. But anyway, go back. I didn't want to. Yeah, no, you're fine. I mean, I think it's an amazing thing. Uh, traveling on this, this bus and educating. I mean, literally the fighting in the 90s, uh, there was nothing. There, there, to me, that was like the greatest era. The 80s and the 90s for me, because that's when I was born, I guess. But I mean, watching the fight was, I mean, the, the world stopped. You it know, did. it didn't matter what state you were in, the world stopped for those HBO fights, right? It's not like now where you just get on pay-per-view or, yeah. or you can go down to or the local bar. I mean, it was a it. big deal back then. And so, you know, being here with you and talking with you, um, it really is just one of those magical, you know, those magic moments. Do you think, uh, right now, uh, obviously, your mindset hasn't changed um, as a fighter. You've been the same humble guy. Do you think it's interesting in, in looking um, over at Tyson and, and seeing how he's changed and how he's matured as a human being? Are, yeah, you, are you proud of him? Do you think man. that he's changed? Do uh, you think he's found his way as you found your way? Do you feel like Tyson has found his way in life? Um, yeah. Just the humbleness that he now has? And, yeah, and uh, he's, he really has been through a lot of things in, in life yeah. and outside the ring and inside the ring, and I think it has humbled him. And, uh, uh, but I think, you know, as long as he fight guys his age, uh, he should be okay, but at some point you have to give it up. You've got to give it up, yeah. And, you know, I think he will, he's, he's had his hand at acting and a couple, uh, you know, a couple other things here, and, and um, so, but it is neat seeing that transformation. Bonecrusher, I got a question for you. How, how do you feel uh, or what do you think about how MMA, mixed martial arts, has had an impact on the boxing game? Wow. That's a big question. Do you watch it at all? Do you watch MMA at all? Every now and then. Okay. I think it's, it has made a humongous, uh, a huge impact on boxing. Absolutely. And it's entertainment. I mean, people... People love to watch it. Yes, sir. It's, uh, it's almost like the two sports are competing now, you know? Um, and you're starting to see fighters transcend from, like McGregor and Mayweather, for instance. They go, you know, back and forth and, oh, I can beat you. And, oh, I can beat you. Come into my ring. No, come into my octagon, you know? That type well, of Well, you know, so. I'd love for, uh, for boxing really to go back to, to free TV where, you know, you had NBC... ABC, CBS, and it was free. People could watch boxing uh, on Saturday afternoon, Sunday afternoon, and they wouldn't have to pay $50 or $100, whatever it is, and they could watch it. And, and I think that gave people a chance to really follow boxing, uh, you know, the sport. And, and, and they, you know, if, if things are real tight, they might not want to buy the fight. You know what I mean? They, sure. If they can watch it free, then more people will watch it. And uh, I think, not only that, uh, we were, 
I think we were characters. People followed us, and it was more to us than just boxing. Right, yeah, and you had the pre-match shows. Oh, yeah, uh, oh, and the trash talk. There's still a lot of that that goes on today. But uh, but it wasn't like it was back era, in the old man. days. I agree. Uh, I mean, it wasn't, totally it wasn't the same. Uh, who do you think was the best, the best po- the pre, the most pre-game entertainer? Who do you think was the best pre-game entertainer? Muhammad Ali. Oh, yeah. Muhammad yes, Ali. sir. Did you watch Muhammad Ali a lot? Or, we you were watch friends. It? We were friends, friend? and uh, we had a chance to spend some time with, uh, we did a party that, that Pete Rivera hosted. Uh, we, we got together uh, a few weeks ago in Raleigh, and uh, we watched the Tyson fight, and Miss uh, Muhammad Ali, one of his wives, the second wife, I think, uh, K- Kalia, uh, was in Raleigh. She was there. And matter of fact, uh, she called us tonight, and she wanted she a really? poster of uh, while we were at the restaurant. Yeah. Fantastic. And she wanted a poster of me and Mike Tyson. She said, bone crazy, where is my picture of me and you and Mike Tyson? <laughs> so I'm going to send her a picture. Uh, two pitches. Uh, Pete is from Rebel Nation. Uh, Pete? I, I haven't seen Pete in a minute, but um, you know Pete is is one of the reasons why we have you on here tonight. We we like you know we we love Rebel Nation and we like working with Rebel Nation. We like working with a guy like Pete. Um, and, and, and we're we're thankful yeah, these, that he was able big to big opportunities coming to up. get you on here. Was uh, before we get down to the food because I see that uh, Chef. Did, so did you got? Let's stop. Did you know in order to make these work properly, you have to go like this? Three times. Three times. Least, three to five least. times. Three and to five times, yeah. My wife is nearby. I grab her ass. <laughs> One time. She doesn't My like wife that. would probably uh, turn my ear from the left side to the right side. Uh, just well, like she does do that. She gives me that fiery Latina fury. But can I say something else? I won't stop. Yes, yes, go ahead. Can you can say, say anything else? you want. Now, I do have uh, a couple items up here. And I'm running out because we did a lot. We did a lot of signing at the restaurant, other restaurant. But if anybody want a picture of me and Mike, uh, we have a book that oh, me and that. Mike is on it. It's a souvenir book. Uh, we have just a few extra pieces if you want it. Uh, there is a small fee attached to it, and I'll share it with you. you want to come up here and shake my hand, do a fist bump. And talk about it. Get a chance to get punched by uh, by no. the champ himself, right no. in the hand, a punch hey. right in the knuckles. No. <laughs> Let's open that hey, what, up. After what the was show your uh, real, real quick before we eat? Real quick before we eat, uh, Mr. Bone Crusher. Uh, obviously, the most uh, probably well-known fight was was your fight with Tyson. But what was your most memorable fight? Uh, you know, we talked about Weatherspoon. Uh, we talked about the other guys. Is there a particular fight though that just that you that you take home with you still to this day that you remember that? Did you don't think that it gets the glory that it deserves or anything like that? Well, a lot of people want to know what was my toughest fight. Yeah, what was your toughest fight? My ex-wife. <laughs> hey, hey, I can relate. I can relate. And that's a lot more than 12 rounds, I would imagine. I'm probably still fighting that fight. Um, Maybe 12 what, was, rounds was with an attorney. Tyson, the Tyson fight was hard, very difficult because he was so short. A lot of my shots just went over his head. And... Uh, you know, I'm 6'4", he's uh, 5'10", uh, and uh, so uh, he was very difficult to hit. Well, you know, and in, in, in also in 86, 86 was a big year for you. Um, there was a lot going on in 86, but you broke Marvis Frazier's jaw in 86. Is that right? Is yeah, that real? I think so. Yeah. Did you know you broke his jaw during that fight? Or are, no? are you sorry? I, I hit him hard. Are you sorry? 
No. <laughs> you can't be sad. <laughs> Joe, uh, Chef Puhak. All right, I'm going to start plating up you some food. Plate up some food, man. Let's see. Yeah, let's get this it This is going. a tailgate. We'll get, no we'll tailgate. We'll get me, you, and uh, the champ going, and then maybe Buddha and... Buddha can get and help her. Buddha just had people uh, can taste his cooking lesson. He does and not we need anything out. else to eat tonight. I don't need Look at that else guy. To eat too. I was at the restaurant. You were at the restaurant. I got what a was big, you? A big ribeye steak in the truck. You had a lot of stuff at that restaurant. What was your favorite part? All of it. All of it. I mean, we had so much food there. It was unbelievable. It was at uh, Manning's what restaurant. time I got to the main course, God bless. I couldn't eat the main he course. He just kept bringing us food, didn't he? I mean, it was, I, mean I think we started sample out Sample this, sample that, sample Liver, this. shrimp Ooh. and grits, steak, wow. steak-filled egg rolls. I mean, I couldn't believe it. Yes, yeah, the scallops were uh, incredible. Um, well, anyway, great tailgate. Uh, when, you, uh, when you watch fights tonight, right, the fights are really late at night. Um, do you stay up and watch those fights? Or you catch them the next day. Wow. You stay up. You stay up to watch Sometimes, the primetime fights or no? You know what I stay up late to do? I watch a lot of football late. Uh, Sunday night football, Monday night football. I mean, I stay up watch that. Being that we're a tailgate show, what's your favorite tailgate food for football? Wings. You like them hot or what? Mild. Mild wings. What kind of sauce? Are we talking barbecue, a buffalo sauce or? Buffalo. Buffalo sauce is the only way. What, let me ask you this. You do french fries with them or no? Yes. Curly fries or wrinkle fries? Yes. Or straight fries? Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, man. He's looking at that food like there's no way. I, well, we don't expect you to eat all of this because we know that we uh, fed you before this show. Uh. But being that we are a tailgate show, we are a foodie f- show. One of our favorite food, um, food pages on the interwebs is Drinking Bros. Foodies, if you don't know, Drinking Bros is uh, a very big, very big community, and so they have sub-communities. Joe and I uh, stay in the Drinking Bros sports community, but we also dabble a lot in the Drinking Bros foodie. Um, I'd like to give them a shout-out, man. As a uh, a classically trained chef, there are some people that are just everyday people like you all, and the food that they produce on there. I mean, there was a lady making uh, roasted bone marrow and uh, homemade baguette for her children. And I'm like, wow, you know, I'll go to a restaurant and spend 50, 60 bucks for that. And she's like, yeah, it's just a Tuesday night snack. I'm like, what? So the culture and the, I, I encourage you guys to join Drinking Bros Foodies. So All right, got, Joe, we got what the champs eating? food. I'm going to plate your food up and we're going to talk about it. What are we eating today? Uh, by the way, uh, we, you know, our motto here for uh, Tailgate Sports Legend Show is that just because it's simple, it doesn't mean it su- has to suck. And so when you're tailgating, uh, we take simple tailgate foods and we make them not suck. So we always go a little bit extra if you've caught any of our other our episodes. I think for um, about, what is it, two weeks ago now, we did one with um, Willie, uh, Willie, Willie Parker, Parker from man. the Steelers. And you brought out Wagyu beef uh, for a burger. By the way, Wagyu beef's about $240 a pound. Um, so that was a little bit definitely not simple, but it was probably the best sandwich I've ever had in my life. Or sub as Chef Puhak has it. Let me get this. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Thank you so much for grabbing this out of my hands. All right, Buddha, I'm done. All right, Chef Puhak, walk us through it, homie. All right, so the, the, the whole philosophy of everything that we do here is, you know, we're tailgaters, right? And the... The issue that I have with everyday common cooks is, oh, that, that's fancy. You know, like, I, of course it sounds nice. I've got these uh, beef bangers, the bone crusher beef bangers. But really, guys, they're, they're cheese stuffed meatballs, right? There's great seasonings in there. We'll have the recipes up on our social media uh, sites. And then I made a crab cheese dip. And each of these recipes have 10 or less ingredients in it. And uh, we're hanging out with one of the legends of modern day, 
And I made it in, I don't know, 20 minutes, right? I got to have a couple beers, I got to talk to a friend and, and a legend. So if I can accomplish that, you guys with your full mind can totally do that. Um, so uh, right now we've got the Cajun crab dip up with some lump crab meat um, Gosh, and man, some that, Cajun the flavors. crab is intense. Is it? Is that faux crab or is that real crab? That's real crab, man. That is real crab. Yeah. Where did you get the real crab, Joe? Um, it's, uh, I, got it, I got it from a local market. It's, it's sourced somewhere in Maryland. I, I, I don't want to give the can a thump without sponsorship. So. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's, uh, it's, lo it's, it's locally sourced, but it's out of Maryland, and it's lump crab, pasteurized lump crab meat. Pasteurized lump crab, because that's the first thing I tasted when I put the chip in my mouth was, you know, that, that beautiful. You can tell faux crab. I like faux crab. I use it in a lot of things. But, man, you can really taste the Thank crab. You. Yeah, so that you gotta have that lump. It is. You gotta have lump. the lump. We, we the need, I need to, we I need to make Noel a pa uh, plate. No, you don't have a plate. My gosh. Keep going. So, um, you know, you you take the time to put quality ingredients in your food. And the 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 mantra of our our podcast is, it's a tailgate, right? And everybody's like, oh, I'll make some hot dogs, some grilled cheese, some wings. Yeah, that's great, but take a couple extra steps and you're going to make some memories. They'll be, oh my gosh, did you go to Bob's tailgate? Did you go to Eric's tailgate? Did you go to Bone Crusher's tailgate? They did some crazy stuff. And it's easy, right? Yeah, it's always simple. And it's mostly it has to do with the prep, right? So, you know, when we're thinking about tailgating, one of our favorite things to do is, is we think about things that we can do that we prep the night before, right. that we only have to throw out on the skillet or on the grill for only a few minutes. A lot of people get hung up on the grilling and the cooking. That no, takes we away, got away from, from the cornhole. It takes away from the beer pong. So if you prep the night before, you pre-cook the night before, and all you're doing is warming up, it gives you time to drink the beer, gives you time to play all those little games Socialize, that we like to play. fellowship with your friends. Socialize and play. Um, Bone Crusher, what do you think about this? this tailgating cuisine? I've always finished eating mine. <laughs> let, let me ask you this. Has anybody ever named a dish after you? No, but I like it. Here we go. We're going to post it on our website and uh, keep the legend alive, you know? Yeah. And we'll tag you in it. Yeah, we'll definitely tag you Are you on social media? You do a lot of social media? Some. Some. Very little bit. Man, I'll tell you what, Chef Buak. So uh, outdone yourself again. The two sauces are what kind of light the meatballs on fire. We've got the lemon aioli. And aioli is a fancy way of saying flavored mayonnaise. I mean, it, it has lemon, roasted garlic in it. And I added some smoked paprika to pay tribute to the uh, Candace ingredients because they like to do a lot of smoking down there, you know? Yeah. Um, and then, um, like I said earlier, I took some Deep River chocolate stout and reduced it down. And man, that barbecue sauce. I'm drinking the Deep River Stout right now. Are you? And it pairs fantastically with the uh, with the meatballs. Hey, let's get nerdy, you. man. What would you pair with this food? What kind uh, of, know, what kind uh, of to be honest with you, certified with the chips, specialist of wine, Eric Tanzi? Yeah, with, the, uh, with the chips and the crab dip, I would definitely do the Cottontown Lager. It's simple. I would even maybe go with the Limetown Lager just because the lime and seafood, it, it works together. It always does. Right. It always has. It always will. Uh, with the meatball, though, uh, a nice hearty stout. Being that it's a cold uh, winter winter time of the month, you know, winter time of the season, the, the cold winter season here, uh, dark beer is where it's at. Uh, I don't know how cold the Kansas City New Orleans game is going to be. Um, but if you're doing the meatball, I would say that the, the stout is the way to go. If you're a, a New Orleans guy and you're doing the crab tip, then uh, the Limetown Lager, the Cottontown Lager, a light lager is definitely the way to go on that. My humble opinion. Or rum from Insult Distilling Company. Anytime of the, <laughs> I knew that was Which coming. is good all the time. Which is good all the time. I agree. 
Chef Pulak, what's your setup over there? Did you got a grill tonight? You got a griddle? What are you working with? So my objective every time that we cook and do this is I want to do it just like we're at a tailgate. I brought a two-burner uh, propane setup like you would do on camping or, in this case, tailgating. I brought a couple of good, uh, one good cast iron skillet, a uh, French pan made a, out of uh, stainless steel, and uh, heat source, man. And I was That's the way we love to go. I mean, you can bring out the big grill. Obviously, that's simple, more stuff man. to pack in the car. We like to keep it simple because uh, cleanup's quick and easy. Well, just like we always say, Eric, just because it's simple doesn't mean it has to what? doesn't have to suck. Right, right, right. Suck. Uh, Bone Crusher, I got one more question for you. I'll let you take that last bite, though. I'm not going to stop, stop that from happening, mainly because I don't want to get eaten myself. Um, but uh, we do a drinking bro of the week. And, and a drinking bro of the week is just a human being that is a, uh, a star in your own eyes that motivates you, that keeps you moving through the week. And we allow our guests to choose who they want to nominate as drinking bro of the week. Anywhere in your life. So Anywhere. it doesn't have to be sports. They just have to be personal. living. They just have to be living. That's the only rule. Who would you nominate to be the drinking bro of the week? Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. Big Mike. That is a bold move. Can you tell us why? Why would you choose Mike Tyson? He's crazy. He's crazy. <laughs> He's crazy. He really is crazy. Uh, his pre-fight interview this last fight. Um, Man. Gosh, that was that. intense. Yeah. Listen, I don't know if you watched it or not, but there was one interview where he was saying, uh, and he was talking about how humble he's become, and, and he, says it's, it's, he says, that's the reason I'm crying right now. Is, is, what does he say? He, he, he was crying, and uh, he said, I, I used to be a bad man. And I'm crying right now because I miss that bad man. <laughs> I was like, and I, I, was I stopped like, oh doing what I was doing. Gosh. I was like, my gosh, man. Thank God show, he was humble. Do you think that show or do you think he really <laughs> he means it? being a bad man. Yeah. Did you see that interview? Oh, it was amazing. He's crazy. He, he shook yeah. <laughs> Listen, if there was a fighter that you could fight today, like if you could go back, rewind yourself uh, to the 80s, and you could choose any of today's fighters to fight. Is there a certain fighter that you would have liked to get in the ring with back in the 80s that is uh, fighting now? Mike Tyson. You'd like to take Mike Tyson? <laughs> yeah. you, would you go Mike, if, they, if, if you had another chance at Mike Tyson? For 20 million. For 20 million. Here we go. Let's line it up. <laughs> for 20 million, I'll do anything. Yeah, I'll let when I Mike, say anything, I really mean anything. Like, Mike literally, can knock me out You for can't name anything that I wouldn't do for $20 million. I'm not even going to say within reason on that. Yeah. Normally, I say within reason. I'm not even going to say that. I would literally no. do anything for $20 million. You want, you, want a, you want somebody dead? I'll do it. 20 million? Game over. I'm kidding. Obviously, I would not yeah. do that. We should do we should. Can I Yes, you can leave now. <laughs> it's way past your bedtime, sir. Yeah. Way past your bedtime. I, listen, I had a wonderful, yeah, so did I, wonderful sir. afternoon with you. It is a it's pleasure a blessing to meet you. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you yeah. so much. And we'll move out of your way. You know, we'll wrap this show up because you know what? Right. There's a lot of beer to be drank. There's a lot of food, food to, to be eaten, 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 eaten. Proper and grammar. Listen, Eric. follow it. Hammer that like button. Hammer that like button subscribe, down on the YouTube. Subscribe to the podcast and give us a five star rating. It goes a long way, folks. It keeps yeah, this show going. Keeps the sponsors happy. Yeah, leave that there. Okay. Of course, leave that there. We would never make the champ clean up. Uh, no, no way. Sir. Not not no, uh, not in this universe. Not happening. Hit the like button. Uh, follow us on Instagram, your Facebook, picture, social media. Oh, you want to do a picture? What? What? The picture I signed for you. Yes. Oh my gosh, are you gonna sign a picture oh, yeah. for me? I already signed. I signed it when we were over there. And you said don't give it to me now. Give it to me later. Thank you so much. Oh, it really means Thank you, the absolute world to me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That one picture that I signed. We it. Wait, can you wait? Will you? Oh, well, never mind. Yeah, will you do one thing? Will you shine our show notes? We have every guest sign our show notes. Yes. Uh, for a collection. Here, I got the pin right here. I got a pin right here. 
But every guest signs the show notes. Did, you, did I bring my uh, my mask over here? Yeah. Uh, yeah I thought I did. did. You got it over there? Oh, it's right here on the floor. I'll grab it. But here you go. Here's a pen if you want to shine our, sign our show notes. Boy, that Deep River beer is really champ. kicking in. Thank you, It's champ. down there. Oh, man, we really appreciate it. We appreciate the time. Hey, guys, this is Drinking Bros Sports Tailgate Legend Show. Right, man. Let's make uh, some people next hungry. Week, next week, we've got, a, uh, we've got another show. Uh, we've got a big star lineup for next week's show. It's going to be intense. It's yeah. going to be absolutely insane. Join us it, every Friday at 8 p.m. Until next time, folks, cheers. Cheers, guys. Cheers.